What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Take today, Junior! It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from lovely Whitehall Drive here in beautiful Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Monday, March the 20th in the year of our Lord, 2023. It's, hey, happy first day of spring. Man, so many birthdays today, and I know we won't get to the birthday game till the next hour, but I got my pretty puppy dog laying here at my feet. Today is her birthday. She's 13 today. Molly Ringwald, Hughes Hanks, a puppy dog, 13 years old today. Hot Linda and I've already talked about it. We're taking her to Petco tonight and letting her pick out some toys. So we're excited about that. Are you excited about that, Molly girl? Why, yes, I am. Oh, my God. How did she get a headphone? Okay, that was stupid. But, uh, hey, uh, happy first day of spring. And today's my brother's birthday. Daryl's birthday is today. He is, let's see, if I'm 54. He's 53 today. Looks like he's 35. Man, it's just, it's going to be an awesome day today. Listen, uh, this is, like I said, it's March 20th in the year of the Lord 2023. This is episode 825 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Very excited about that. And like I said, a very special birthday game today too with my, my puppy dog and my little brother. And man, there's some great birthdays today. Listen, uh, we have got another great show for you today. Coming up in less than 20 minutes is going to be our regular Monday guest. He's the Dean of ENC Sports Talk hosts. He's the host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli on 252 ESPN, 107.5 in Greenville, 107.5 in New Bern, 107.5 just all over Eastern North Carolina. It's Mark Panicelli. Uh, man, we've got a lot to get caught up with him. Uh, NCAA Tournament. A huge NASCAR race yesterday. Yes, finally a Ford wins. And uh, just so much more that we're going to be talking to Mark about here. Uh, like I said, in less than 20 minutes or so. So very excited about that. And then in our second hour, hey, it's going to be private school baseball time here in Kenston. We're going to be joined by and at the top of the hour by Parrot Academy head baseball coach Robert Kravitz. They are having a special season over there this year. Already out of the gates. They've already played nine games this season. They're seven and two. A big win this past Friday against uh, Bethel Christian Academy. And we're going to have Bethel Christian head baseball coach Kenny Sutton. He'll come on with us about 20 minutes into the second hour. Like I said, they played each other Friday. Parrot Academy came out on top uh, 13 to nothing in that game. But man, I can't wait to talk to uh, both Coach Kravitz and Coach Sutton. Two good guys. And, uh, we're going to have them here on the show in the second hour. So there you go. Mark Panicelli here in our first hour, Robert Kravitz, Kenny Sutton in our second hour. Oh my God. That yawn snuck up on me. Ah, blah, 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 blah. Been up since four fifteen. So, uh, woo, hoo, hoo. that nap today is going to be glorious. Hey, uh, 
let me i tell you what before we jump into everything why don't i thank our good friends over at lenore community college they are the title sponsor of the brian hanks show and have been pretty much since the jump since we started this bad boy on december 2nd 2019 that's right we've been on for what almost three and a half years this is insane but for almost six but that three and a half years has nothing on 65 years and that's what lenore community college they've been around for almost 65 years in fact already got uh them booked on their 65th anniversary next month uh very excited about that we're gonna have uh, richie honeycutt and dr rusty hunt on me maybe even have a couple other folks on from lenore community college that day but for almost 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in, uh, right here in Kenson, Snow Hill or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, uh, congratulations to LCC coming up on their 65th anniversary. And again, we will be celebrating that heartily here on uh, the Brian Hanks show when that rolls around. Hey, also, you know what? I want to go ahead and get this in. Uh, my good friend, uh, Keith Spence and Spence Automotive. Spence, I need to come by tomorrow. If you're listening, uh, I think that's what I'm going to do. We're, we're going to Charlotte Friday, and uh, so I'm going to bring the old Mustang by on uh, tomorrow morning right after the show to, uh, you know, get, get it looked at, uh, get it all tuned up and everything for our trip to Charlotte. But Spence Automotive, that's where I get my car service, and it's absolutely where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building, next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots, uh, Spence Automotive is owned by local sports riding legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive. At 252-686, I had to look the number up, 5011, the next time you need your car service, when you need new tires, and tell him the Brian Hank Show sent you, and uh, I will be seeing you tomorrow, Keith Spence. <laughs> See, that's the best way to do it. You know he's listening to the show, and just go ahead and get it in his head that we're going to be there tomorrow, so that's what we're going to do. So, uh, hey, there you go. Thank you, to, and thank you to all our day one sponsors. Absolutely want to positively Thank you to LCC, to UNC Lenore Healthcare, GoEco Office Automation, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, and Arundel Parrot Academy, uh, who have been with us since the jump. Uh, I got to see uh, I wanted to send out uh, some uh, love also and some get well wishes to our good friend Danny Rice. Had knee surgery last week, and Linda and I had a chance to go by and see him yesterday for a little bit. And uh, he looks great. Looks absolutely great. So, uh, hey, get well soon, my friend. Uh, can't wait to run up and down a basketball court with you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but again, thank you so much to our day ones who've been with us since the jump. Really do appreciate them, man. We are going to have, uh, I, I don't want to waste a whole lot of time talking about, uh, NCAA tournament right now, because we're going to have, uh, Mark Panicelli up here with us. And i tell you what, we'll break everything down there. That way we can get into other stuff right now. But, uh, yeah, stay tuned. And like I said, within 8, 10 minutes or so, we'll have uh, our good friend Panicelli up here on the line with us to talk about the NCAA tournament. We'll break down all the brackets, where they stand right now, 
what the next uh, games look like and all that. So uh, we'll do that, like I said, in about 10 minutes or so. Man, have to absolutely congratulate. You talk about being snuck up on, I had no idea. Our good friend who's been on this show so many times, uh, Matt Beeman, uh, the uh, head football coach over in Rendell Parrot Academy, got hitched over the weekend. I saw the pictures this morning. I just know. I just want to know where my invitation was, Coach. What the heck? Come on, but congratulations, beautiful wife, and uh, just uh, congratulations, Coach Beeman. That that just uh, uh, one of the good guys. He's always been good to us. Uh, have enjoyed covering him uh, the entire time since he took over as uh, head football coach. All the success he's had, man. Nice success, uh, having success off the field too as uh, he has a beautiful bride. So if you see uh, Coach Beeman today, I don't know, maybe he's on his honeymoon. I, I sent him a message. As soon as I saw it, I sent him a message, and I was like, oh, crap. I just sent him a message at like 610 this morning. So uh, anyway, happy happy, uh, happy marriage. Congratulations, Coach Beeman. Uh, I, let me tell you, a lot of talk. I spent the whole weekend. Uh, it's probably one reason why I'm beat up right now. And tired is I spent all weekend at uh, at ECU covering or not covering, but uh, doing PA for the baseball team, two games for the softball program, six games in their Jolly Roger Invitational this weekend, and uh, so. But what was crazy was even in Greenville, that's the only talk everybody wanted to talk to me about was Dontrez Styles. Where's Trez going? Where do you you know? Where do you think he's going? And Man, I want to thank Leo Lockhart for sending me this this morning. Uh, but uh, evidently, NC State's in. They're talking to him. They've reached out to him. I know uh, I saw somebody say Michigan, Michigan State are in there. I know Clemson is in. ECU has sent overtures. I know. You know what? Tomorrow is Tuesdays with Trez. And uh, we're going to hear it straight from his mouth uh, tomorrow o'clock. Uh, tomorrow o'clock. Tomorrow in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll be talking to him and uh, just uh, getting his feelings on this. You got to remember, last time we talked to him, it was uh, pretty big news. Uh, he broke a couple of things to us about uh, the players not voting on uh, playing in the, in the NIT. Uh, that came from right here on Tuesdays with Trez with uh, Don Trez Styles on the Brian Hanks show. And uh, then he declares for the uh transfer portal uh and it just i don't know man he's got to feel like the uh the the girl at the ball that everyone wants to dance with because Dontrez has got a couple of very good years left in him and i can't wait to see where he's going to go i don't know i really don't know where he's going to go and i know people i've been told oh you're crazy you talk to him every week listen i've tried to stay out of that you know i mean i i respect him uh, I respect what he talked about last week here on the show too. And like I said, just can't wait to have him back on tomorrow for our weekly Tuesdays with Trez visit and find out, uh, how, how he's doing, how, how spring break was, uh, what's he going to, is he going to finish up? I guess he's going to finish up the semester at Carolina. You know what? We'll get all those deets from him, uh, tomorrow when we talk to him here on the Brian Hank show. Uh, very excited about that. Tuesdays with Trez brought to you every Tuesday by Joe Hargett and King's restaurant, so, uh, again, uh, be sure to tune in tomorrow. Well, tune in all the time, obviously, but, uh, definitely tune in tomorrow in the eight o'clock hour. And, uh, you can find out about, uh, uh, where he's going to be headed. So, uh, or what he's thinking about, or heck, maybe he'll even know by tomorrow who knows, but, uh, very excited to have him on here on the Brian Hank show 
tomorrow. Uh, let's uh, take a look at our NBA players over the weekend. Uh, Reggie Bullock in the uh, eighth place Dallas Mavericks. They won at L.A. Lakers Friday night at 111 to 110. Reggie started the game. He had nine points, four rebounds, and four assists in 26 minutes. Just had a really, really, really good game. Like I said, the Mavericks uh, trying to do something here in the last little bit uh, to uh, get into the playoff race. And they've got a big week to do it. To do it. They have four games this week. Uh, they're at Memphis today at 8. That game will be on NBA TV. You can watch that there. Wednesday night, they're home versus Golden State. That game starts at 7.30. It'll be on ESPN. Then they have a home-and-home home with Charlotte. Friday, they're home versus Charlotte. And then Sunday, they're at Charlotte at uh, 1 p.m. You know what? I may do my. I may try to get out there for that. I wonder if I could get credentialed for that. If not, go out there and get to see Reggie. That'd be awesome. But that game on Sunday that begins a five game road trip right here at the end of the season. Listen, they've only got eleven games left in the regular season, and a five game road trip right here at the end of the season too. But it begins Sunday at Charlotte at one. But again, uh, Reggie and the Mavericks at Memphis today at eight. Wednesday home versus Golden State. Friday home versus Charlotte, and then uh, Sunday at Charlotte. So, uh, there you go. There you go with that. Brandon Ingram in 12th place. New Orleans Pelicans are just, uh, falling out of it. Although they had a home and home themselves with, or I'm I'm sorry. They had two games at Houston Friday and Sunday. They lost Friday, 114 to 112. Uh, Brandon had 31 points, four rebounds, six assists and a block in 38 minutes. However, they won Sunday, uh, Brandon played 39 minutes uh, in that 117 to 107 win. He had 26 points, two rebounds, and nine assists in that game. They've got a busy week themselves. Uh, Tuesday, they're home versus San Antonio. Uh, Thursday, they're home versus Charlotte. What is the Charlotte playing? Uh, both our guys uh, this week, and then Saturday, they're at LA Clippers, and they begin a four-game road trip of their own. We'll talk about all of this with Richard Clark tomorrow, our NBA and hoops expert. Uh, I may have to have him on for a little more than our usual uh, 40 minutes or so because we've got so much to talk about with the NBA and the NCAA tournament and all that. But uh, but that'll be tomorrow in our first hour with Richard Clark. Uh, so there's your NBA update. How about LCC baseball? Man, a, a tough weekend for the Lancers as uh, they dropped two out of three games to visiting Bryant and Stratton over the weekend. They're now fi- uh, the Lancers are now 15 and 10 overall. They're eight and five in Region 10. They started out great. They won uh, game one, 10 to two on Saturday, but they lost the second game, seven to six. And then they lost yesterday's uh, game three of the series, four to three. So when you add it all up, this is crazy. They outscored uh, Bryant and Stratton 19 to 13. Is that right? Yep, 19 to 13, but they lost two of the three games. Uh, they'll have a chance to bounce back uh, Wednesday at 2. They'll take on the William Peace University JVs Wednesday. That'll be at home. Uh, like I said, Wednesday at 2. Then they host a doubleheader Saturday at noon against Richard Bland. And then they travel to Peters- Petersburg, Virginia on Sunday for a nine-inning game with Richard Bland. So uh, that's the beauty of baseball. You can have a rough weekend like the Lancers had, losing 2 or 3, but you uh, get a chance to bounce it right back. I have no qualms. I know they will be able to do that. Hey, how about Jerry Stackhouse and Vanderbilt? Uh, Saturday, they defeated Michigan 66-65 uh, in the second round of the NIT. They are now in the third round. They have a chance to, if they beat uh, UAB Wednesday at home at 7, that game will be on ESPN2. If they beat UAB, 
They will be in Madison Square Garden for the Final Four. How freaking exciting is that? Tell you what, we're going to try to get uh, Jerry up here on the line with us sometime this week, too. Uh, probably after they beat UAB on Wednesday, yes, from my lips to God's ears. I'm speaking it into existence. Uh, when they beat UAB on Wednesday, we're going to see if we can get him on the phone with us. Probably Friday as they'll be getting ready for the NIT Final Four. Uh, there you go. There's our hometown heroes. Let's talk about uh, prep sports in our neck of the woods. Let me tell you something. Got to give Junius Smith a third some just crazy love. <clears throat> just he had all kinds of results all the friday results he's got the week schedule up on encmoments.com and even some of these games we're going to be talking about here you go to encmoments.com and you can uh, read all about it he's got stories up he's got results up uh good job there by uh junius and encmoments.com uh we're going to be in our like i said in our second hour we're going to talk to both uh parrot head baseball coach robert kravitz and bethel head baseball coach uh, kenny sutton but they faced off against each other on friday with parrot academy winning that game at bethel 13 to nothing parrot academy improves to seven and two overall bethel fell to one and two north lenore went to jacksonville took on southwest onslow on friday and it was, I wasn't there. Uh, like I said, I was at ECU all weekend, uh, working out there doing a public address for softball and baseball, but man, it was awesome. Uh, report. I got a text from, uh, Luke Cannon's daddy from, uh, oh gosh, Jason Bryant was texting me from out there and just a couple others too, uh, that probably don't want people to know that they were texting me, but Hey, uh, man, an amazing seven to six victory for North Lenore over Southwest Onslow. Luke did start the game. He got the win. Uh, they are now 4-1 and one overall, 1-0 one and oh in the East Central 2A. North Lenore is. And they handed the Stallions their first loss of the season. Uh, Southwest is now 5-1 and one overall, 1-1 one and one in the uh, EC2A. So congratulations to North Lenore on that. That's a huge win, man. I mean, Southwest is a very good team. And uh, for them to roll into uh, Southwest Onslow and win that game, big deal for North Lenore there. How about South Lenore on uh, Friday night? A big win for them, too, as uh, they beat Wallace Rose Hill in deep run 11-1. to The Devils are still perfect in the EC2A at 4-2 and overall, 2-0 and in the conference. And they drop uh, Wallace Rose Hill to 2-6 and overall, 0-2 and in the conference. Uh, Green Central picks up a non-conference win over Chocowinity Southside, eleven to five. The Rams are now five and three overall. Uh, it was a non-conference game, but they are still two and zero oh in the uh, Eastern Plains two A. Uh, Southside fell to four and three overall. Aiden Grifton won uh, Friday uh, in uh, in Aiden. They went seven to six. The Chargers break through in the EP two A. They're now five and three overall. They picked up their first win in the conference, one and one. Uh, West Craven lost their first uh, conference game. Uh, they're now four and three overall, one and one in the EP two A. So how about that? Parrot, North and North, South and North, Green Central, Aiden Grifton, all winners on Friday night. A big busy. There are no games today in uh, prep baseball, but every school in our area has a baseball game tomorrow night. Parrot is at home against uh wilmington coastal christian bethel travels to goldsboro to take on faith christian kenston is at home against southwest onslow north lenore is at home against wallace rose hill south lenore is at wallace Rose. wait a minute how is that possible wait a minute hmm 
Uh, Junius, you might want to look at your schedule there, man. You got Wallace Rose Hill at North Lenore and then South Lenore, Wallace Rose Hill. I got to tell you, I don't think that's possible. So, uh, we'll get clarification on that. Uh, yes, I just copied and pasted it from, uh, Junius's website. So check that out, Junius. Let's get a correction on that there. Uh, bu- 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 Southwest Edgecombe is at Green Central, and then Farville Central is at Aiden Grifton. Those are the games tomorrow night. That is crazy. Uh, he's got Wallace Rose Hill at North Lenore at 630, and then South Lenore at Wallace Rose Hill at 630. Uh, one of those are wrong. We'll figure that out. I'll try to get that for you when we get uh, Mark up here on the line with us in a little bit. Hey, how about softball on Friday night? North Lenore won 10-1 over Southwest. They improved to 4-1 overall, 1-0 in the conference. That was their first conference game. The Stallions. Fall to two and seven overall, zero and two. South Lenore won a very good game, uh, two to nothing. Nice game story about that up on uh, encmoments.com. Uh, South Lenore improves to two and zero in the conference, or three and three overall. Uh, it was a Wallace Rose Hills' first loss in softballs. They fall to seven and two, or in one and one in the conference, or first loss in conference anyway. Aiden Grifton beat uh, South or beat a uh, West Craven seven to three. The Chargers are now three and three overall, one and one in conference, and Green Central still winless in softball at zero and seven as they lose to the South Side, uh, Chakawanity South Side, fifteen to three. We have three games for you tonight. Bethel is at home tonight against Goldsboro Faith. That game is at four o'clock. Uh, Green Central travels to Greenville to take on J.H. Rose at four thirty, and then C.B. Acock uh, visits Aiden Grifton. That game is at six. A uh, bunch of games tomorrow, but we'll get into that for tomorrow. Then uh, girls soccer, uh, South Lenore. How about this might be the most impressive result of the whole uh, Friday night's game. South Lenore defeated Wallace Rose Hill 1-0. to nothing. The Blue Devils are now 3-3-1. Three, three and one. They're 1-0 one and oh in the East Central 2A. Wallace Rose Hill falls to 1-7-1, and 0-1. One, oh and one. Don't be fooled by that record. That's some good soccer played down in Duplin County, and for South Lenore to pick up that win, that's a very big deal. And then this was a pretty impressive result, even though they lost North Lenore, loses 4 to nothing to Southwest Onslow, but a much closer game than than has been in past years. So congratulations to the Hawks. They do fall to 2-4-1. and one. They are 0-1 in the conference. Southwest is 6-1-1. and one. They are 1-0 in the conference. We've got four soccer games tonight as Parrot Academy travels to Cape Fear, uh, Liberty Christian uh, visits uh, Bethel Christian. North and North is a home against Wallace Rose Hill. And then Keenan, uh, or South and North travels to Keenan. Those are all games tomorrow night. So you have your prep sports update. You've got your local he- local sports heroes update. We're going to get our guest up here on the line with us uh, here in just a moment. But as we do that, let me thank uh, our good friends over at Rendell Parrot Academy. They are the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region, located on a beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kinston. Parrot Academy draws students from uh, all over eastern North Carolina. In fact, as I like to say, if you're listening to us on terrestrial radio, you can send your child to Arundel Parrot Academy. Listen, Parrot Academy students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252 522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road in Kenson. And I got to tell you, Mark Panicelli, I don't have any munchkins, but if I did and I wanted to send them to the best private school in Eastern North Carolina, by God, I'd send them to a Rendell Parrot Academy, dude. You know, it's it's (laughs) probably a great thing. I'm, uh, my, my youngest is graduating in, in a month. So 
I guess I missed out on that, but I, I recommend it too. It's a great school. It's a, it's, a, it's a great school. It absolutely is. And I, dude, I already can tell you, we got you through the end of the hour and I will bet you anything. We're still not going to hit everything. What a busy and awesome weekend of sports. And, uh, we, we've got to start with the NCAA tournament, dude. It just, uh, I mean, I was a, I've, I was out <laughs> yeah, a Friday. Was it Friday or whenever when Duke got knocked out? Duke was my national champion. I had Duke taking on Kansas in the national championship game. So <laughs> my two – dude, I'm in a – you'll love this. I'm in a pool with 40 people, okay? This is not exaggeration. This is not hyperbole. I'm in 39th place out of 40, dude. Wild weekend. You said it was an awesome weekend. I mean, not not if you're an ACC team. I mean, if not for Jim Laranega and the Miami Hurricane, um, all of this standing up for the ACC I've done would have gone for uh, for nothing uh, over the weekend. But yeah, I mean, wow! I, I don't remember a tournament that was so. I mean, where we've just seen so many upsets. I literally. Literally, we watched the game yesterday. Fairly Dickinson versus Florida Atlantic. <laughs> the winner was going to the Sweet 16, and it makes no sense. And part of it has to be the fact that transfer portal slash uh, extra year because of the pandemic year, I think this has created a, a little bit of an abnormal uh, parody situation in college basketball where we're just seeing uh, just, you know, it, it, things that don't make sense. I mean, to, to see the teams that, I mean, Arizona fell, you know, week one um, uh, or, or, excuse me, day one. I mean, it, it, I've never seen so many higher seeds win in a tournament. Now, I don't have the math in front of me to prove it, but it just—you just don't see what we've seen over the over the weekend. Because I usually tell people, pick chalk, right? Oh yeah, it's the safest way to, you know, because the higher seed generally win. But uh, boy, this has been this has been wild, to say the least. That voice you listen to, Mark Panicelli. He's the host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli on 252 ESPN, 107.5 in Greenville, 107.5 in New Bern. You can hear it all over Kinston and Lenora County. I, I, we won't dive into this, but I can never figure out, is it the Greenville station we're listening to or the New Bern station? But you know what? It doesn't matter. You own 107.5, and whichever one it is, it, that's what comes into uh, Lenora County daily. Dude, it, like, I, let's just go ahead and uh, I'm going to rip this band. I don't technically band-aid. own it, but uh, <laughs> well, but, no, you but own but the airwaves. But, but, but I work there. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> dude. What's okay? Give me some therapy here. I tried to do a little bit Friday with uh, Paul Whittington, but <laughs> Paul's just mean. You're a you're a good guy. You're a nice guy, Mark Panicelli. Paul Whittington is just a doo doo head. Okay, I mean, and mean and all that. So, dude, give me some therapy. <laughs> It seems like it's getting to this point with uh, Tony Bennett in Virginia. 
that uh, it's win it all or nothing at all. And we had another nothing at all season this year as they just lose a, a game in just unimaginable fashion. Dude, I, I literally, and this is, again, I'm not being hyperbolic here, dude. I dreamed about it Saturday night about that end of the game and woke up and was like, no, that didn't happen. And then I had to, you know, wake up, you know, get my senses about me 15 or sec- 20 seconds later. I'm like, wait a minute. Damn it, that did happen. What is going on with my Cavaliers, dude? Well, I mean, uh, I I wish I I wish I knew. I, I think the last this last game, you, the, it's the way in which it happened that was the toughest part. I mean, that was abnormal. That was just it, it, it was it was a, a play we just never see. So I think, you know, to to for, for 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 us to sit here and say, well, this is just a trend. Virginia's just going to be this team that loses early. I mean, yes, we've got some evidence that it can't happen, but they should have won that game. Um, I, I I understand sort of the theory of what Clark was doing at that moment. But at that point, just hold on to the basketball, right? I mean, let the clock tick down. There's no need in in that situation. I, I'm sure I don't need to remind you of what happened. Uh, but that was just – you could play a 1,000 basketball games and never have that situation happen. Well, just – you know, people ask me how mad I was at Kihei, and I've had several people ask me that too. But I'm not. I mean, dude, we don't win 2019. And, I mean, you know this. We do not win the 2019 National Championship without Kihei Clark and some of the valuable contributions he made as a freshman. Yeah, Or was that his second or third year? <laughs> you know, because he's been there for so long. You know, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I, I, yes, I'm disappointed. Yes, my heart was broken. But you know what? It is what it is. That ended, and, I, and I'm with you. All he had to do was hold the ball. I mean, it was under 10 seconds. He didn't even have to get it across half court. They foul him. He goes to the free throw line. It just, I, I'm yes, and I know there have been a thousand games since Thursday, but that one's still just. It's in my crawl, Mark. It's in my crawl. Yeah, I mean, look, I I, I wish I could explain it to you, but that was just, just as as this whole college basketball season has just been uh, unpredictable to say the least. Uh, so. Um, hey, but look, it's, it's, it's a new year next year, right? Yeah. You can look forward to it. I mean, you kind of, you've been down on Virginia all year. Let's, let's, let's be realistic about this, Brian. We're going to have our therapy session all year. You've, you've wait, 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 like, wait a minute. Let me recline in my chair here. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay. 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 Dr. Panicelli, go ahead. You've been, every time we talked, you're like, yeah. They're high on the standings, but I'm not expecting anything this year. You know, they're, it's sort of a down year for Virginia. You said that a couple of times this year. So are you really that shocked? Not really. It just, they just give you these, they, Virginia, being a Virginia fan, this is what I told somebody. I've told several people this. 
it's the hardest thing in the world, man. I mean, you Carolina people, you, you think you had it hard. You know, oh, you didn't make the NCAA tournament this year and you turned down the NIT. Oh, ooh, that's terrible. You know, I mean, <laughs> Duke fans, and I'm surrounded by Duke fans. I mean, they just, you know, they think they have it hard. Let me tell you something. Being a Virginia fan, as I have been since 1979, Ralph Sampson's freshman year, I've seen a hell of a lot more downs than I've seen ups, and it is what it is. Okay, thank you, Doctor Panicelli. I, I'm not sure I feel better, but I'll send I'll send you your $125 here in a little bit. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, it, you could be a Clemson Tiger basketball fan who Isn't has never won off? an ACC championship, who didn't make the NCAA, NCAA or little didn't make the NCAA has never won an ACC championship gets bounced in the first round of the NIT you're right okay let's go down to back of the road a little bit here dude let's talk uh we talked Carolina last week I don't think there's really any need to get into that any more than just uh the Trez conversation and uh it broke this morning that uh NC State is definitely in and they are talking to him uh, but I mean, I've seen, and we're going to have him here on the Brian Hanks show tomorrow on Tuesdays with Trez. I uh, can't wait to see where his head is and what he's thinking, uh, tomorrow morning. But, uh, you know, you, you're a Carolina fan and you're, you're kind of close to the situation a little bit. If you had to guess, and this is just totally a guess, where would you put Trez right now? Um, and you know, cause I mean, I can't begin to to think what, uh, you know, what could possibly, you know, be the decision. But, look, uh, we see it all the time in uh, in sports. A lot of times when uh, you're done with the team, you'll see a guy go to the arch rival of that team. We've seen it, you know, in the NFL, guys will go play for another team in the division. Uh, just so I have the opportunity to play that team. I I, I don't know that that motivates Don Trez to, uh, you know, to go to NC State, but look, it's wide open. It's, it's well within the rules. And, um, look, I think he could fit in great there. And, I mean, I don't know what the future for uh, to Cravion Smith is, if he's planning on – flirting with the draft, but uh, that could open up even more possibilities if that happens, or if he stays, could reunite uh, two of our our very own local guys uh, on the same team. Um, I, look, I, I, I think it could be a great fit. I, I think he fits in, you know, and could fit in at, at, at a lot of places. And if you're Carolina or any of these other teams, that's what you've got to worry about when uh when you've got you know a situation where if you include leaky black graduating that's four guys uh that are off of your roster for next year i think they've got two guys coming in so they're going to have to hit the transfer portal themselves in chapel hill but yeah nc state would certainly be a great fit for him and boy that would be a little awkward uh, wouldn't it uh, would make things fun for us next year when those te- two teams play each other if that's the case. 
I need to do the research. And again, that voice you're listening to is Mark Panicelli. He is the dean of ENC Sports Talk host here in Eastern North Carolina. Joining us this morning and on Monday morning on the Brian Hanks Show. But, uh, dude, I I saw it somewhere on Twitter. And you know how it is, one of those things on Twitter. And I need to do the research myself. But, allegedly, a player has not transferred from Duke, Carolina, or State to one of the other three schools since the late 1960s, Mark. How about that? Wow. It's just sort wow, of that un- unwritten yeah. rule. You know, like how baseball has its unwritten rules. It's sort of that unwritten rule in uh, triangle basketball that, uh, or triangle, whatever you want to call it, you know, the big three right there, that nobody transfers from one of the one of the schools to another. That would be kind of cool historically for, uh, for Trez to be the first one to do it in 50-some years. And isn't this the era of abolishment of unwritten rules? Like, doesn't it feel like we're, you know, it's, you know, baseball. I mean, can you imagine if, if we could go back in time and tell baseball fan of the, if the, of the 1980s that there'd be a strong, um, uh, uh, just a group of people that would be supporting bat flipping. We'd be, we'd be having pitch clocks and, uh, you know, all these, <laughs> all these advancements. So, um, I, 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 I think that it's going to, it's bound to happen at some point, you know, that somebody's going to transfer from Duke or, 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 or state and go to, you know, to one of these other schools. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Um, at least in the last couple of years, but, I mean, it'd be interesting to, to see that it would be, you know, one of, uh, you know, somebody from our own backyard to do it, uh, you know, sort of pioneer. I love it. Um, I love it. Listen, a couple uh, yeah. people have messaged in. Greg Clemens said, Trez and Red. Yeah, I like that. But Jason Bryant made a good point, and he's absolutely right. And before we move on to the next thing, I, I want to hit this point that Jason said. He said, and this is what he wrote me, he said, I really don't think the rivalry matters at all. Kevin Keats was all about Trez from the beginning, and I think that's where he will be appreciated the most of play. And he's absolutely right. State was the first one in, I mean, I'm talking about his freshman year, Mark. Uh, Kevin Keats was at Kinston High School, uh, you know, visiting. And I probably, visit, and I, not even, there's no probably to it. Nobody saw Trez more and sent coaches down and himself came down more then uh, Kevin Keats and really showed they didn't want him. But, and even Keats was even gracious when uh, Trez, uh, uh, you know, declared for Carolina. He knew that was where he wanted to go. It's almost like how Reggie was when uh, Reggie Bullock was being uh, recruited by Carolina or not being recruited. I mean, he had had offers from, a, you know, I don't know, a dozen other schools at that point. He wanted to go to Carolina. It was the same thing with Trez. But, uh, but Jason's right. I mean, I don't think it's going to be, you know, I'm sure in the back of his head, there's going to be a little bit of thinking about, you know, sticking it to uh, Carolina or whatever, but he's also going to remember that Kevin Keats was the first one in on him and showed him interest when nobody else was showing him interest when he was a freshman. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that, you know, that kind of stuff matters and, you know, it's, 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 yeah, I, I feel bad for Trez because, you know, if, if you know him, you know he he wanted to play there. Yeah. You know it was yeah. it was a it was something that you know was was big on his you know agenda uh, was to be a Tar Heel, and so I think that when 
you know, for anybody that's on the Tar Heel side of this, that's anti-Trez, I mean, I think, look, yeah, I think he wanted to be there. I think he just didn't see an opportunity for him to get on the basketball floor. And, and, and the, the evidence speaks for himself. I mean, he came out and played great. I remember last year in that tournament run, that Baylor game yep. that was so big. And uh, I thought I thought for sure this year we were going to see him play a lot more. And, you know, it, it wasn't just – you know, it, it wasn't just Dontrez. It was the entire North Carolina bench that just never got very many opportunities. And so, you know, look, I, I think Dontrez has to look out for – himself in this situation but I think any any Carolina fan that feels some sort of way I mean trust me I I think this this bothered him to have to make this decision because I think he you know he wanted to be a Tar Heel so no matter where he ends up I mean just know that you know he gave it the you know everything he could because he wanted to be there absolutely could not say it better myself Mark and uh, again, just uh, heartbroken that it ended that way for him. But let's see where he ends up. And I tell you, man, I'm telling you, it is going to be uh, it's going to be exciting over the next uh, few days to see uh, where he does end up at. So uh, let, let's take let's give a minute or two here to Carolina. Do you see a, a, a road? Do you see? And you know, of course, I, I'm no Carolina fan at all, as we have uh, made very clear on your show through the years and on my show too, Mark. But is there a road where Hubert is no longer the Carolina coach at the end of the 23-24 season? I think it's certainly possible. Wow. Um, okay. You know, depend. I mean, look, it, it obviously depends on how far they fall. I, I don't know what the patience level is, but first off, I don't think that the uh, uh, the, the the roster – uh, metamorphosis is gonna is done quite yet. I think we still have to deal with Caleb Love, who's removed all of his affiliation with North Carolina on social media. What? I've uh, not heard this. What's this all about? Uh, so yeah, Caleb Love has basically taken down all his North Carolina stuff <laughs> off of his Instagram. <laughs> and you know how all the kids oh, react God. to what happens on the Instagram. And look, I, I think honestly. Because uh, uh, I've talked at length about this, I, I think that if Baycott and Love were going to go to the NBA draft, they should have went last year. Uh, their draft stock hurt. If I'm Baycott, the best thing I could probably do is come back to Carolina because I think he's still got an eligibility year that he can play from the pandemic year. And if you're Caleb Love, more than likely you're going to transfer. Um, uh, again. I see G League or overseas for either one of these guys as far as their pro perspective, but um, I, I don't think North Carolina's done a changing quite yet. And uh, I, if I had to put my money on it, I'd, I'd, the next domino to fall is going to be Caleb Love. I would agree with that. And don't forget, too, Jason just sent me this, too, back to Baycott for a second. He made $1.2 million 
We're not talking uh, twelve hundred dollars or twelve thousand or one hundred twenty thousand, dude. We're talking one point two million dollars in NIL this year, dude. And there is no way, no how, no anything that he's going to do that in the NBA. In fact, this was going when I was at the ACC tournament a couple weeks ago. Someone was talking about Baycott, you know, coming back for another year. I'm like, wait, what? How is that even possible? And I was I was still stuck in last year's mindset, Mark, that. Um, that, you know, Baycott, I know he's not going to be a lottery pick, but I was like, you know, he's a first-round pick. He's probably going to go towards the end of the first round. Dude, I looked at four different NBA projections, all the NBA draft projections. <laughs> he's not even listed as a second-round draft pick, dude. Nah. And that blew my mind nah. because, like you said, you're right. If he was going to go to the NBA, he should have done it last year. He wouldn't have been a, a lottery pick, but, dude, he would have been a number 20, number 25 pick last year. Dude, he's not even sniffing. I mean, I'm sure somebody will give him a, you know, what what do they call it, the little free agent thing when you just go and you get to oh, yeah. You know what I'm trying. I, I can't remember the technical term for that, but somebody will give him an opportunity Undrafted to go to free agent. There yeah. you go. There you go. UDFA. You're absolutely right. That, that Somebody will give him a, an opportunity to come to camp and try to make a team and all that. But, dude, <laughs> he could have gone into his freshman year probably have you know if he didn't have to play a freshman year he would have been drafted somewhere and then after his freshman year first round somewhere and has anyone played themselves out of a a draft more than armando baycott has over the past couple of years <laughs> no no but uh yeah that's look and it was it was bound to happen uh you know he's a little slow offensively uh you see where he gets a lot of rebounds, but he doesn't finish a lot of plays offensively. I mean, he's terrible around the basket. Um, and even in his um, rebounding, uh, it's, a, it's a little unbalanced. He's also seemed to have some issues, you know, with his ankle in several years. I mean, I think that, you know, that unfairly, but when you talk about big men, it's important because, you know, they tend to, to, to get hurt. Um, uh, at a higher rate and their bodies deteriorate at a little bit of a higher rate when it comes to basketball. So, yeah, I would say Baycott's draft stock is definitely dipped every year. And the best thing he could probably do is to find some more NIM money and come back and, <laughs> uh, you know, but, but again, who knows? Who knows what, yeah. you know, what he's thinking about. I wonder, say, Caleb, I did not know that about it, social media. That's hilarious to me, but uh, that's how these kids do it these days, Mark Panicelli. When they're ready to break up with somebody, uh, they, they, you know, and it's with the pros, too. I mean, uh, pro sports, too. You'll see somebody that is a, a running back, I don't know, for, you know, Minnesota. I'm just throwing it out there. And then all of a sudden, they clear out all their social media, and you're like, okay, there's the sign. They're going to leave. But uh, I tell you what, dude, I can't let uh, get off the ACC talk. I do want to talk some NCAA, and I definitely want to get some NASCAR in here too. But since you know uh, Ford finally took back its its rightful place, you know, atop the uh, uh, <laughs> the race standings yesterday. But uh, we've got to bring up Kevin Keats on a couple of different things here uh, at NC State, dude. I heard it on Sports Talk Radio. Uh, in fact, I believe it was on one hundred seven point five. When I was driving through Greenville on uh, on Saturday, driving back through, and it's come that Georgetown has shown that the, it's not that Keats has shown uh, interest in Georgetown, but that Georgetown they were listing some of the candidates, and Kevin Keats' name came up. 
with this one good wow. year that they've had, can you see? Could you see Keats leaving uh, NC State and Raleigh? Wow, <laughs> that's big because you know we don't know where Keats is at. I mean, it's not as if NC State is necessarily a destination job for him, so to speak. Uh, Rick Patino guy at Louisville. Uh, I believe at UNC Wilmington as well. Um, and so it's interesting because the one thing about the NC State job is is about that fan base wanting to be back in the conversation, um, which this year, I don't know what that conversation was, North Carolina Duke, um, but Duke was ACC champion to give them that. But it's definitely been a down year on Tobacco Road. But it's been a down couple of decades for NC State. And they, their fan base desperately wants to be back in that conversation. Great year this year as far as that goes. But nobody's been able to sustain success there. And so does Kevin Keats, does, 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 he, does he want that? Is he okay with that? Um, or does he want to go to Georgetown, which, you know, you don't have that pressure. But wow, it is sort of a similar fan base. I'm pretty sure a lot of Georgetown alums and boosters, you know, want to hear, you know, John Thompson's stories and, uh, you know, going to the Final Four and uh, Patrick Ewing. Oh, wait a minute. Probably not him now because he just got fired. But you know they what I mean. They still love him, though. Uh, they still love Patrick No, no, Ewing. yeah. And, yeah. And, and as I said, it's – you know, it, you're going to have a lot of the same things at Georgetown. Would it be the same as NC State? I don't know. Um, well, here's how you, I, 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 well, you know, the, I, I think NC State may be a better job, but I mean, it's because I don't want to say, would you say it's a lateral move? Or would you say NC State's a better job? I would say NC State's a better job at this moment. I really do. I, I, I would too. I would too. And and it's because part of it is because he has built them back. I mean, listen, Gottfried when he left NC State, they were in pretty bad shape, dude. I mean, yeah, they had the one year of success, you know, with some of Gottfried's recruits, and but uh, Keats had to rebuild the program, and this is what he's built it back to is a team with 20 wins, making it to the NCAA tournament. And I really think, to answer your question, I think NC State is a better job than Georgetown at this moment. The only place where I would go with this is, I don't know, I don't think the pressure would be as strong as Georgetown. So, I mean, that that's a positive. You know, if you you know how it is, dude. You've done the, either the, uh, you know, the new job or whatever, and you put the, the line of pros and the line of cons and you do it against each other. I've done that myself. I mean, when I left newspapers seven years ago, I did the, okay, what are the pros of staying with the free press? What are the cons of leaving the free press? And I've had two sheets of paper, dude, that I had so many things. Okay. He could do the same thing. The, the cons are, are, and, and I love you, Mr. Uh, Clemens. I know he's listening right now cause he messaged me, but just the unrealistic. There are times NC State fans just have this unrealistic thing. Yes, 40 years ago, State was on the same plane as Carolina and uh, Duke, and they really were. You would agree with that, Mark, and with Georgetown and with Houston, and I'm trying to think of that, in Kentucky, those teams, you know, 40 years ago. Well, things fell apart in the last 40 years, and 
Uh, I think Keats wants to get them back to that, but they are not on the same plane. In fact, they're probably two levels below Duke and Carolina right now. And he is working his butt off to try to get them back up to at least the that level right below uh, where Duke and Carolina are right now. And again, they're just... It's sort of the way I think you and I have talked about on your show. I doubt I've talked about it on my show, but the way ECU football fans are. If you, you talk to some ECU football fans, and if you didn't know the record and you didn't know who they were, you would think, oh, my God, ECU's won three or four national championships through the years and all this. No, they haven't. ECU, now, they've got a, a great fan base. They've got a great stadium. But they're not they're not contending for national championships right now, although you would think some of uh, their fans make you feel like they have. It's sort of the same thing with State. State is not – this is not 1983 State. This is 2023 State. I think Kevin Keats has done a good job, and I think there's a part of him that thinks, you know what, if I – with all the crap he's taken over the past four or five years, if he – if he stays, is it going to continue that way? Are they really going to get behind him? I would really like to see state fans get behind him. And I feel like I've just gone all over the place. Your reaction to my blithering there, Mark Panicelli. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I think the worst that has happened at NC state to this point, I mean, he'd have to go to Georgetown and start over what he's already done at NC state. Um, I think, unless he feels like next year there'd be some sort of huge drop-off at NC State. I, 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 I'm with you on the fan bases being unrealistic, but, to, you know, but to, to some degree, you know, all fan bases are, you know, are unrealistic. Um, you know, it just depends on, you know, what your, you know, whether, whether it's ECU football fan or, you know, North Carolina basketball fan, um, or or Alabama football fan, um, or in your case, Virginia Cavaliers basketball fan. <laughs> I mean, we all have our uh, uh, unreasonable expectations, uh, but but you know, I you know, this is the this is the best it's been since the beginning of Kevin Keats, um, you know, career. I just think. Look, if there's another opportunity to advance, do it. But, but you know, to say, and, and I know there's NC, and most NC State, I, will, I, I don't know, I would say most NC State fans I meet are not big Kevin Keats fans, so they would love for him to move on. But then I always ask them, I'm like, well, who are you going to go get? Yeah. Who's going to be yeah. the guy? And they don't really have an answer. and And I don't either. And so I think sometimes you're just patient. I mean, remember what I'm trying to remember what year it was that uh, remember that Krzyzewski, the first few years of his coaching career at Duke didn't go so well. well dude, he didn't have a winning and, record until his yeah. fourth season. And it was that patience that Duke stuck with it, you know, that, you know, that it paid off. I mean, Mag Brown, who's at North Carolina, if I remember correctly, like his first two years, this was back when he was uh, coaching in the 90s uh, before he went to Texas. I think they won two games in two years. They were something like 2-22. and 22. North Carolina stuck with them, and it actually paid dividends. They were actually a, a ranked team. Your, your Virginia football team was pretty good back in those 90s as well. But, but again, sometimes – 
you know, patience pays off, you know, when it comes to this. And I think if you're NC State, you want to try to keep them there right now. I know I think you read to me that that uh, Mr. Clemens, who's listening in, is not a big fan of the <laughs> let's stay with Kevin Keats. But not, I think at the very not least. Not at all. Go ahead, but not at all. But but it feels like after this year, you owe them at least one more year, yeah. right? Oh, you yeah. owe them at least one more year. And that's where, see, if if we're factoring that in, maybe maybe Keats is thinking, you know what, maybe a change of scenery is good because, you know, I took this team – and and yes, I remember you know Mark Godfrey. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness, boy! <laughs> I've Mark got some Godfrey. cool. I tell you what, when I yeah. start my serious XM show, and John and Jonathan and I have talked about this, <laughs> but uh, when we can just speak frankly and we can say those dirty words we're not allowed to say here on the FC. Not that I want. Not that I want to get on satellite radio just to talk dirty. Although that would be fun. But uh, I've got, dude. I've got some Godfrey stories that'll uh, that'll uh, curl your hair a little bit from my holiday invitational times, dude, and talking to all my folks up in Raleigh, too. Listen, we've got five minutes left in this hour, and we've got to make the most of it. And I wanted – dude, I'm sorry. We're just not going to get to NASCAR today other than all hail Logano. Yeah, that last lap move was absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, Joey Logano. I love uh, – by the way, uh, the multiple Logano texts we got in the text <laughs> here yesterday. That was great. Thank you. With the exclamation points. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I knew Paul. You noticed Paul didn't respond to any of them. So, I mean, it is what it no. is. Hey, listen, this is what I want to do with our final five minutes here, if it's all right with you, Mark, is look at the brackets where they stand right now. And I would love to get a final four out of you right now, redoing the brackets, obviously, from where we are right now to where you think. And uh, let's start in the South. We've got Alabama against San Diego State and then Creighton versus Princeton in the uh, other side of that bracket. Uh, who you got, Alabama, San Diego State? I got Alabama going yeah. to the Final Four. Dude, they have not had a close game yet. 21-point win in that Texas A&M CC game in the first round, then 22 against Maryland. They are just rolling right through this. They are killing it, dude. They're killing it. <laughs> they are. They, so I have I have three of my four Final Four still alive. So. Oh, dude. Well, you're better than me, man. But, no, you didn't catch my they're, they're killing it. I was trying to be funny there. But, I did. I yeah, did. Yeah. You, you, you I was just right trying away. to. Move it right along. Skip over it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you know. Creighton versus Princeton. Who you got? Six versus fifteen in the Sweet Sixteen. Princeton's been a great run, right? This, you know, nothing says preppy like Creighton versus Princeton. I'm going to go with Creighton. Okay. So in a battle of polo, <clears throat> yeah. But how about Princeton beating Arizona and then beating Missouri? I mean, that's just crazy. So, and then Alabama for the Final Four berth. Alabama versus Creighton. Who you got? Alabama. Yeah, me too, dude. Okay, uh, let's go down to the east, <laughs> dude. Uh, FAU stands for Florida Atlantic University. They are the nine seed taking on Tennessee, who knocked Duke out and didn't really have that much trouble knocking Duke out. The team I thought was going to win the national championship. Who you got, FAU versus Tennessee? You know what FAU's mascot is? You know what? I don't. What is it? Dang it. I wanted you to know it <laughs> was the, they're the owls. Are they the owls? Because I was going to go who? And you were going to go the owls, and I was going to go who? Okay, wait, set it up, set, set it up again for me. Listen, <clears throat> here we go. Do you, Take two. Do you know? Do you know who Florida Atlantic mascot is? 
I think they're the owls, Mark. Who? The owls. Who? <laughs> there you go. Who <laughs> you got winning that one, dude? I got you know, boy, this really played out well for Tennessee. <laughs> they they looked great against Duke. They'll 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 uh they, they'll they'll take down the owls. Who? <laughs> I love it, man. Michigan State. I mean, you can never count out Tom Izzo, one of the great coaches in uh, in college basketball. They're the seventh seeded Spartans. They take out uh, Marquette, who was the sexy pick for a lot of people. Uh, but they're the seventh seed. They're taking on Kansas State, who beat Kentucky. Uh, who you got in uh, Kansas State versus Michigan State? Yeah, Tom Izzo uh, beating Shaka Smart. Shaka Smart has lost eight of his last nine tournament games, by the way. Wow. Um, Kansas State beat Kentucky. Uh, I, you know what? Um, I'll, I'll take the old man, Tom Izzo. He just seems to, to have a way with it. Uh, I'll, say, I'll say Michigan State here. Give me Sparty. There you go. So four seed Tennessee, seven seed Michigan State for a berth in the final four. Who you got? Yeah, I had Duke going to this before. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, Sparty's magic runs out. I guess. Uh, I guess I'll go. I'll go with the Volunteers here in Tennessee. Wow! So you've got half of it, dude. You've got all SEC to this point. Alabama and one Tennessee. Another. Let's go up to the uh, Midwest bracket. Houston, who a lot of people had getting knocked out there in the second round, they're they're still just plugging along. Uh, being a not. They've not had a close game, really. I mean, they, they did against Northern Kentucky in the first round, but not a lot of trouble with Auburn. They take on the final team from the ACC. You know that traditional ACC powerhouse Miami, Houston versus Miami. Who do you have? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Miami. I think wow. uh, I, Jim Laranega had this team in the Elite Eight last year. I think he'll do it again this year. Well, there you go. And chalk on the other side of that is Xavier, the three seed, takes on Texas, the two seed. Xavier versus Texas, who you got? I have Texas. I have the Longhorn. Hook them. There you go. Hook them horn. So Miami versus Texas, the five seed versus the two seed for a Final Four berth. Who you got? My ACC homerdoms end here as I have Texas moving on, the Big 12 champs. Wow. So there you go. Last one. Let's uh, go over to the uh, West bracket, Arkansas, who did the big knockoff of Kansas. And did you not sort of have a feeling that when Bill Self, uh, when it was declared that he wasn't going to be coaching, I swear, dude, I said at that time when the news broke, I was like, well, yep, Kansas is going to lose. I think coaching matters more. And I, this, you know, this is a conversation for another day because we're already over the uh, into our second hour already. But uh, <laughs> coaching matters more at the college level than it does at any other level in any in college basketball at any other level, any other sport. In my opinion, dude, your thought on just uh, give me ten seconds on that. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think I think it absolutely matters. Uh, you know, without question, Jimmy's and Joe's. Usually are always bigger than X's and O's, as the as the old saying goes. But yeah, I give, give me a good coach any day. Well, there you go, Arkansas, who I had going out in the first round to Illinois. Now in the Sweet Sixteen, they take on UConn, who has really not had any trouble. They blew out Iona and Rick Pitino. They blew out St. Mary's, so it's four seed UConn, eight seed Arkansas. Who you got? My real lifetime dilemma is. As uh, Arkansas moved on, 
why is it Kansas and not Arkansas? <laughs> I love um, it. But Arkansas, um, you know, playing UConn, UConn's first trip to the Sweet 16 in nine years, wow. this perennial basketball uh, uh, powerhouse for many years. You know, the SEC has been really strong, but um, – it, it can't continue everywhere. I, I guess I'll take UConn here. Well, there you go. So you've got UConn on that side. It's chalk on the other uh, side of that bracket. Uh, Gonzaga, the uh, three seed, UCLA, one of the blue bloods. Kind of, I got to tell you, man, with everybody else getting knocked out, with Carolina not even making it, Duke out, Kentucky out, Kansas out, it's good to me to see uh, one of the old-timers make it into the Sweet 16. Gonzaga versus UCLA. Who you got there? Give me the Bruins. I give, love give, it. Give me, give me the Bruins. So UCLA, UConn. You did pick UConn, right? I didn't write that down. I did. There you I go. Did. UCLA, UConn. Who you got in that matchup? Give me the Bruins there, too. My my, my other Final Four pick that's still alive. So. Uh, so, and you know what? We'll talk Final Four next week, but I love it. You got two SEC teams, a Pac-10 team, and an ACC. Or no, you picked Texas and a Big 12 team. Whew. Man, this is going to be – I think this is going to be a fun week, man. I mean, I'm going to be – dude, my bracket is – I told you, there are 40 people in my bracket challenge. I'm in 39th place, Mark, okay? You know, I'm this alleged sports expert, and yeah, I'm in 39th place, dude. People love beating you, too, because they're like, <laughs> I beat the sports guy. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that? Like, oh, I, I beat know, the dude. sports guy. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> there's been so much junk talked in that bracket pick uh, pick them. Hey, Panicelli, you are the best. Who you got? You know what? You always, uh, when I appear on your show, but usually you come on mine on Friday, you know, when, until we change it here on Monday. So it would be not useless, but, you know, for me to say, hey, you got who you got coming on next week? Uh, who do you have coming on the show today in the next couple of days here, Panicelli? Well, I have Kyle Gaskins, one of our very own. We'll talk a little a little bit of everything today. And then Sun Journal editor Trevor Donnell. Uh, will join us today as well. So I love he's it. very excited about Adam Thielen joining the Panthers. <laughs> love, that sounds exciting. Yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, tell uh, Kyle, I said, hey, I got to see him all weekend out at ECU. I did PA out at ECU all weekend. Got to talk to him a couple of times. But, I'll uh, do it. Dude, you're the best. We will see. I'll talk. be on your show on Wednesday. We'll see you next week as we're getting ready for the Final Four. Happy Monday, brother. Happy Monday to you. So thank you to Mark Panicelli as we wrap up our first hour in five minutes of the Brian Hanks show today. Coming up, Robert Kravitz from uh, uh, from Parrot Academy. Uh, Kenny Sun from Bethel on the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore Community College.